I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh yeah, it is time to nerd out on the things we all love. We are alive and in person once again today. We are continuing our musical journey throughout the decades. It's time for the 90s. We have yet another origin from the captain. Fun TV shows, games, and more to check out on our honk list. And positivity and fun to end the week right. Miss Dumbum ain't your teacher today? I am. And I got a headache and the runs. So I say, time for recess. Let's rock it. So Miss Dumbum is not your teacher. We are. Captain Influence is the teacher. I am, I'm not a teacher. Hello, class. I'm not a role model either. How are y'all doing? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? It's just nice you, to like stare into your dreamy eyes. Are you? Have you been nice? Have you been mm, good today? Uh, sure. I don't have to send you to the principal's office or anything like that. No, dude. You did see School of Rock, right? Uh, yes. Oh man, yeah. isn't that classic? <laughs> It is, you know. I, I'm I'm a bigger I'm a big Tenacious D fan. Yeah. Uh, but School of Rock was awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, it's good. <laughs> well, it was this clean version. It's like pretty much Jack Black Tenacious D. PG thirteen. Yeah. It's like, well, it's uh, <laughs> it's a couple of our stuff. <laughs> but you know, you get into the 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 School of Rock stuff, and it's very PG oriented, which is fun, and you know, it's and a it's, good time. And it's still it's still Jack Black. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, like I said, we're alive and in person. We're on video. Oh, we should do our video update, right? Why not? Why, let's yeah, just get right because we're on video. Yeah, we're trying we're this. Here, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We're here. We did it. What's What's sort really of? cool is that we are. Well, yes, we're here, and we're on camera. You're not going to see it yet because, well, why? Why should we? Well, yeah, because we we it's it's pretty polished, but it's not quite polished enough. I still don't know how to push it out to YouTube yet. That's actually the main reason. But yeah, but we are recording a video right now. Yeah, so, we're yeah, recording we're, we're, this, and we got everything going. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks really nice. We got the camera. The thing is, is we're in person, and normally I would be looking at you. Right. And there's a giant monitor in, in the way, and because of the way we had to position yep. this, and so I feel like we're still <laughs> not actually in person, which we're is really weird. We're You're right. That you're right. You're you're just on the other side of that plastic. Yeah. it's all good. If I reach around this <laughs> monitor, <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Colorado, dude. Yeah, again, right? Yeah, uh, four weeks ago I was here, or five weeks ago. This is awesome, man. And uh, yeah, I'm here for two weeks this time. So two weeks in a row. I'll be live and in person. That is cool, man. So I, I'm excited you're here, and I'm excited because we get to hang out. We're going to go to Himalayan. Himalayan Bistro. Himalayan, yeah, the Bistro Again, tonight. that's our thing now, yeah. It's a, it's yeah, and, and you know what's really cool, too, is uh, Yanni, sorry, Johnny Pistol Shot. Yanni. We call him Yanni Pistol Shot because, you know, the JS sign. Well, I mean, and why he, not? He likes Yanni, too. He likes so, Yanni, yeah. and he likes Yanni, which, oh, I didn't put Yanni in my 90s mix. Dude, there's... What the heck? There are so many... <sighs> caveat ahead of time. There's so many songs yeah. that you and I both didn't think of because there's so many songs that yeah. came out of the 90s oh there's some songs we didn't realize were 90s songs as it turns out it's incredible. so we thought they were going to be in our 80s mix but nope they're 90s so i'm changing things i'm sorry i got to do this but we're in live and in person and that's <laughs> uh why would we be just live and in person because we're not really live yet 
but we will be going live in the future. So those of you lucky enough to, you know, view us live. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually. I can actually do air quotes on camera now. <laughs> Should you be lucky or I don't know, but I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> it's weird looking at the camera, but then I'm like, I got to look at my monitor because I don't know where I'm at. And, yeah, you, you, you got to mix them up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, just like any any good lecturer, they're going to look at their lectern once in a while. Yeah, exactly. But then they're going to stay focused on the camera. Exactly. Like yeah. Like right now I'm looking up Yanni to find out when did the song that I want to talk about come out, which by the way, I'm going with the 1994 one, but we'll talk. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, I, I can, I, oh. I can, I can relate and I can, I can believe it. Yeah. Well, anyway, so if I turn and look at you like this and if you turn to your, your, there you go. Does it look like we're looking at each other at this point? Hey, what's up? I'm looking that, at my, my uh, reflection in a mirror. Right I got I got a so. point. This, this is weird. I don't know what we're doing, but those of you listening are going, um, in fact, let me rephrase that. All of you listening. <laughs> nobody's going, watching us. We can't see you guys. This is weird. It's fun, <laughs> but you get to experience the 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 joy of listening to us mess yeah, up the, before the you get to see us. So right. yeah. So video, like I said, the video update, we got everything set up. I was up till four four in the morning this morning, and it was kind of ridiculous. I've been working on this really hard, as you know, and trying to get everything going, trying to get the setting to look right. That's the other thing, too, because I hadn't planned on doing anyone else in the studio yet, so I have like part of the studio looking okay and part of it's not and so i'm like okay wait where can we place captain so that he he doesn't look like he's you know sitting in a dump or something like a tool sitting in a chair next to a nice poster well but do you like we didn't we kind of failed for next week when you get to see it the it's a it's a poster of firefly which you'll hear you'll see that next week yeah and keep in mind that this studio space is so big i know that we're occupying this little spot in a in the center of the studio right now it'll take us a little while to walk out of the studio once we're done today and we've got a dinner date so i mean i know but we get to see johnny that's what i was saying was johnny pistol shot uh it's the first time that i will have seen him in about a year and a half wow really in person yeah we haven't seen each other yet because you know he was he was um in a high risk situation his mom was as well and right so they were trying to protect each other and stuff and so he wasn't venturing out at all so I, I don't know if this is the first time he's ventured out, but it's the first time we get to see him in person. And oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm excited though. Yeah. that We get to all hang out together and eat Himalayan food, man. Who doesn't want to eat Himalayan food? It's Himalayan. Sorry. Himalayan food. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some good stuff, dude. I am drinking another glorious. This is a black cherry LaCroix. That oh, I'm drinking. sweet. I've um, got a, uh, I've got a courtesy of uh, the real Brian, a key lime LaCroix. LaCroix. Dude, LaCroix. I can't help it. No, that's what it is. It's true. La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. It's so pretentious. Wasn't that what I was drinking last time I was here in I May? I think so, actually. Because I had one of the... Oh, yeah. I had that... No, I forgot what it was, but the Whatever. tropical one. You know, the uh, that one. <laughs> the one that tasted like mangoes and, I don't know, and pineapples water, yeah. and coconut and I, whatever it was, <laughs> man. I, next week, you're going to see the gloriousness that is our little fun setup. You're going to see the fact that I designed some cool things where it shows my name which uh, my name? <laughs> yes, your name, Smeagol. I got to figure this out. I don't know how this works yet. It's going to be fun, but I am wearing my Phoenix Suns jersey uh-huh. as it has been an absolute blast to watch the Suns battle it out in the Western Conference Finals, which has been going on this whole week. It, it, wow. It, it's a tight match. It is beautiful basketball. So fun to watch. So stressful. It's been giving me heart palpitations, <laughs> which I don't appreciate, but it's been a good time. You're so, a true you know, fan. Are, You're a true fan, Brian. Yeah, I know. Next week is the <laughs> 80s. I grew up watching the Suns, listening to them on the radio, 
Al McCoy was the, I guess he just retired. And I think he, he was the longest running, I don't know if it was sports team announcer or whatever in, in history or something like that. I mean, it was crazy just the amount of how long he did it. But I mean, I remember well, listening to this guy it was phenomenal. He didn't do it for the Phoenix Suns the whole time though. Yeah, the, it, was, it was a Suns well, announcer. When did the Suns become a franchise? 60 something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I in fact, I'm thinking he might've started with them. And so they he did all the way through. He went he, he more than Harry Carey. Did he do more than that guy? Oh, no, he no. was pretty prolific, right? Well, no, this guy prolific. just he had a very he had a very nice voice and his play by play announcing was so descriptive that when you're listening on a radio, you knew exactly what was going on. The and sweat it, like, you listening off of it. his off of his deltoids. <laughs> yeah. He steals the ball. Oh, He's coming up for a layup. The, 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 the beads of sweat flying off onto a uh, number 43's jersey. Yeah, maybe not that much, <laughs> but uh, it was impressive. It's nice to see my sons finally back in the playoffs after 11 years. And But I've been a Suns fan all the way through, and it's it's nice to be able to root for them in a way that you actually see exciting basketball and they don't get their butts kicked, which was pretty common for quite yeah. some time. So it's been fun. Anyway, good times. But Cool. Yeah, man. You obviously traveled out to Colorado. And Again. I'm assuming you're doing something while you're here you're you know, two weeks and you've been working what else is on the schedule man i mean i know we got to hang out with the guys on wednesday which was awesome again yep, we got yep. to yeah so what else not much i'm going to laramie to visit an old friend uh you know north of here in wyoming but other than that and then i'm working all day sunday i'm working a lot work is out of control right now so i'm just working a lot i don't have as much booked as i ordinarily would because of that Hanging out with you, hanging out with my best friend. Yeah, hanging out with his family. I'm not, I'm not his best friend, by yeah, the way. Yeah, just clarifying. Other, yeah, second best friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I already missed my wife. We're pretty tight, uh, her and I, and so that's uh, good. When I'm gone for two weeks, it's tough. But um, this first week's almost over. I'm lo- I'm having fun here, but I'm looking forward to going home next week. So, what I really wish is that you had brought her. It's been a long she, time since she's come out. She she can't get away. She can't yeah, get away I know. from work. I know. So. <laughs> That's too bad, dude. Hey, really yeah. quick. What's on your shirt? Describe it. It's Boba Fett talking to Darth Vader. Darth Vader says, I had to, what do you say? Oh, I can read it. It says, this suit cost me an arm and arm a leg. leg. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Check it out. Oh, that's beautiful. There you go. That's beautiful. This suit cost me an arm it. and a leg. I love it. My brother got that for me, by the way. So we're both very excited about it. We both have a lot of fun shirts that we get to share. If you can believe this, I was excited about being on video just to show off your wardrobe shirts and jerseys and <laughs> yeah wardrobes because i don't really care normally but for some reason i'm excited to do it on the show i don't know why you like to share man that's that's, that's, that's part of the i like deal. to share yeah not my fries though if i get an order of fries yeah only, i'm not sharing my fries get your own only after you're done eating them and you're full and you're like i don't want the rest of my fries you can have them so that never happens i've never not finished my fries <laughs> actually that's not true so five guys you're familiar with five guys. Yeah, I'm familiar with the grease ball. That is five guys. fries. Exactly. Yes. So I had their fries and stupid me got their large ones and they come in like a, a pretty large paper bag. That's basically about to fall apart from grease. Yes. Yeah. And it is it is absolutely <laughs> soaked through that you touch it and your hands are just like dripping with grease. That's how much grease is. is there, and I think it's peanut oil, isn't it? Something like that. It's their thing. I don't know if it's peanut oil. They just oh, they just overdo it. They overdo it, and yeah. their, their burgers are fantastic. Yeah, but, but the fries are just too, a little but. too much. So, and I ate their fries. That was the first time and the only time ever that I couldn't finish my fries, and I also almost threw up that night because I I my had oh. such a bad stomach ache from the grease. And then All I right. went back another time, did it again, 
same problem. Had a bad stomach ache, almost threw up that night too. Dude, I was just like never going there again. So <laughs> right. I mean, it was good, but it's just not worth it, man. So I mean, that's why like I'm a big fan of In and Out, which finally Colorado's getting. One's already down in southern Colorado, but we're getting one in northern Colorado, which I won't visit for probably the first six months because the line will be you know right. six hours long. It'll be it'll be Chick Fil A times ten. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Here was the funny part. So you know Rob Dog. I, I miss Rob Dog. Yeah. I know, and I do too. And I might have mentioned this on the show before, but his wife, the mermaid, she posted something on Facebook, which I of course unfollowed her, unfriended her, don't ever talk to her ever again because Uh-oh. of this post. And Uh-oh. here's what she said. I don't know what all the fuss is about in and out. It sucks. It's terrible. This is me paraphrasing. She goes, it doesn't even come close to comparing to White Castle. She was being ironic. No, she wasn't. No, she I was had like, to have been. You're kidding, right? She goes, dead serious. No. Like, I hate in and out It was terrible. She's not kidding. I, I, I hear you, but I give her the benefit of the doubt. She had to be kidding. I unfriended her. There's just her. no comparison. I won't White talk Castle to her again. versus in and out Rob Dog's wife's dead to me. Man, I'm totally kidding. Actually, I did not unfriend her, but I did give her a hard time. <laughs> she seriously, though, said that. And I'm not kidding. I actually did clarify. She was not joking around. She was not exaggerating. She was dead serious. But wow. here's the beauty of it. Looking for the silver lining and the positive. Everybody has different preferences. And therefore, that's why we have White Castle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shall we jump into the music? I think we need to. Yeah, Dude, it's time. This is this was a hard decade, but you get to go first. I thought the 80s would be the hardest because I'm a child of the 80s. I call myself a child of the 80s. I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. I watched a lot of MTV. I listened to a lot of pop music back in the day. But the 90s was far harder to <laughs> come up with my favorites. And, and as a result, my list of my top five is... A little unusual because there's so much music in the 90s that was awesome for me. Oh, yeah. And the top five, I think I use them as my top five because I have actually something to say about them. So starting with my number five, my number five was Sneaker Pimps, Mm. Six Underground. Oh, I love that song. From their Becoming X album. And there's a little story about this. The first week uh, I went to London, I I lived in London for a semester in 2000. The first week we were in London, our group heard that the sneaker pimps were playing at a venue, a social club nearby. We went there. We ordered drinks. We sat around waiting and listening to some eclectic music mix for like an hour. After about an hour, one of us thought to ask the bartender when the sneaker pimps were going to get there. Hmm. And he laughed at us and said, they're not coming here. This was just a music mix that the band had given the bar to play. And so the bar Jerks. used that as a marketing thing. Like, hey, we're going to be playing some, some music by the sneaker pimps. Well, it wasn't them in person. Uh, so we were, we were all really crestfallen. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I would have, like, I don't know, started a <laughs> brawl or something because, it, you know, why, why wouldn't you want to start a bar brawl? A after bar brawl in London, kind of yes. Yeah, uh, we, if we had just adapted, uh, just adopted Irish accents or something, we could pass yeah. off as hooligans. That's right. Um, that's right. Uh, uh, no, that's Scottish. Uh, <laughs> number four. Enya, Caribbean oh, Blue, or yes. Caribbean Blue. This song was my introduction to Enya, and oh yeah, I, for whatever reason, the, when I first heard it, I was immediately hooked on her stuff. Oh, yeah. And I, wasn't, I, mean, I was never a new agey guy. My mother was, but I was not. Yeah. And that got me not into new age music per se, but just Enya, a lot of Enya. Yeah. Orinoco Flow was the one that got me into Enya, but then when Caribbean Blue came out, I was like, oh. Yeah, Orinoco Flow was their oh. second album, yeah. Number three is Massive Attack, Dissolved Girl. This was one of the first songs uh, in The Matrix, the movie The Matrix. Really? The, the scene where, where they first show Neo and he's asleep at his computer 
there's a song playing on his headphones. That is Dissolved Girl by Massive Oh my Attack. gosh. But oh, I loved that. That's I an could, awesome song. I didn't know yeah. what that was. Cool. But that song did not make the soundtrack. But that was that was the song and the album, which was Mezzanine, which was their second album or third album. Third album that came out in the very late 90s that made me uh, that made Massive Attack my favorite band for a very long time. Wow. Mostly most of the way through the early 2000s. I was just a Massive Attack fan. As a result, my number two song from the 90s is also by Massive Attack. It is called Unfinished Sympathy. Hmm. It is from their first album, Blue Lines. It is probably, and this is acknowledged on the internet, the first true trip-hop song to ever be made. Interesting. Massive Attack was the arguably the, the progenitors of that, what became a very popular um, genre. Okay. This song came out in 91, but I didn't discover it until 99 when I was traveling. That was number two. Okay. Number one, and the only reason this is number one, I'll tell you why. Number one is another Enya song. So <laughs> my tops are Enya's Massive Attack and one Sneaker Pimp song. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is not actually reflecting my actual favorites fully. Sure. But because there are just too many of them. Enya's song, it's pronounced Smwenta. Smwenta? It's, yeah. It's in Irish Gaelic. The whole song's in Gaelic. But it's a song about the loss of a mother and father and their eternal love. Oh, wow. It's a really emotional song. If you read the lyrics, you're yeah. like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> Here I go again. But this this has been and is, is still the song that I want to die to. So Interesting. If, I'm, if I'm lucky enough to be able to listen to some music while I'm in my deathbed, yeah. whenever that is, that's the song I want to go to. So Doc Holliday died without his shoes on, and you will die <laughs> with I Enya's died listening Swinta. to Enya's. It was, it's the last song on her Shepherd Moods album. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm familiar with it. That's a yeah. beautiful song. So, uh, cool. That's my list. That's my list. I've got a. I've nice. got a stupendous list of honorable mentions. Just mention a couple. Queensrÿche, Silent Lucidity, Pearl yeah. Jam release. Uh, by the way, an obscure Pearl Jam song on their ten album. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's 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 the last song on ten. I really love it. Three Eleven, Beautiful Disaster. I was a big Three Eleven fan in the nineties. Alice in Chains, Down oh, yeah. in, Down in a Hole. Yep. Nirvana's In Bloom. That's my yep. favorite Nirvana song. I'm not oh, uh, nice. otherwise Nirvana. I could take or leave, but yeah. And then a bunch of other Massive Attack songs, some Afterlife, more Queensrÿche. Yeah, so it'll all be in the oh, it'll all be in the Sting, mix. dude. I forgot. Like, I, I was a huge Sting fan in the '90s because yeah. some of his stuff in the '90s was just perfect, man. Yeah, something oh. the boy said by Sting. Yeah, so yeah. if you're interested at all, at all, it's a pretty eclectic mix. I like it a lot. I think it's a decent mix. Yeah, uh, it'll be in the 1990 TRB. It's called TRBS Top 1990s. Cool. Yeah, and you, sir? Well, oh, geez. Like you said, this was a very very tough decade. I think I'm realizing that no matter what, it's going to be a tough decade for me. Even probably the forties a little bit. I was going through my, <laughs> my sixties a little bit and I'm like, my the- gosh, I've got so many sixties songs that I love. I mean, I just yeah. love music. So yeah, this is tough. So you mentioned captain that you were a child of the eighties during the the eighties and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well I was influenced by my parents' music and other family and friends and stuff like that. But the 90s is kind of when it when music became like my own. It became personal to me and it became about what I liked, not just what other people liked, even though I liked what other people liked too. Right. Interestingly enough, you know, as you go through the music, you start to go, oh my gosh, the memories that come from listening to this. You're just like, I remember where I was when I heard that song, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just like, it's crazy. And so, yeah, really hard. So many good songs, so many good bands. Um, although some of the stuff I like maybe isn't good. <laughs> per se. Hey, it's all relative. You can't even say that it's nostalgic and there's a lot of cool stuff to it. I wanted to mention that I have another Spotify playlist called TRB's nineties mix. I will also include that in the show notes. 
that's everything right now there's 392 <laughs> or 93 songs in there wow i mean just awesome and what i will do is i will also add your music that you picked captain and i'll put that in there right just so that if anybody just goes okay guys you know you know top whatever 50 songs that you guys have here <laughs> yeah which i think is what it is it's not enough i want to see the 412 songs that we end up going with you know in the very end so check out that trb's 90s mix but yes the trbs top top 1990s is what we're talking about today i'm adding in yanni in a minute here but <laughs> the top two that i person that i first had here these were easy for me rock set fading like a flower it was my number one song because yeah. to this day rock set is still one of my favorite all-time bands I loved them. I got made fun of hard for listening to Roxette. I mean, it was like, I oh, you listen to that stupid. Oh my gosh. Like that was Fru-fru not through music. That was not a cool band to listen to in middle school. I'm just telling you right now. I didn't care. I loved it because, well, first of all, they're from Sweden. They are one of a few popular bands that really made it huge. I mean, I'm sure there's some indie bands and stuff like that, but you know, the two other big ones were ABBA and Ace of Base. Ace of and Base. so yeah, Ace of Base. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, Roxette. Oh my gosh. So amazing. They, they have a lot of minor keys in their music, which is great. Per Gessel, I think is his name is how you pronounce it. He hmm. is such a talented musician. Like his, his guitar is awesome. And he also sounds really good. But Marie, holy cow, her voice is just powerful, just yeah. glorious. And so I would listen to all of their albums. I mean, everything that came out, Everything that they had, I would listen to over and over and over. So Fading Like a Flower, though, I have a lot of memories from our trip to Mount Rushmore when I was in middle school and it was it was raining. I just remember it was raining a lot, you know, and it was also the same time as Sturgis. So that was a lot of fun, you know, with all the Harleys and the hogs everywhere, you know, and what was funny is in the middle of the night at the campground, these guys would get on their Harleys at their campsite and they'd rev them and they'd rev them. It's like three in the morning, of course, and they would drive <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> Instead of walking 10, 15, 20 feet. Hey, it's Sturgis, man. Sturgis, you just have, bro. If you go to Sturgis, you got to expect noise. Oh, That's man. all I'm saying. Yeah, I was in, uh, yeah, it was in education. I'll tell you that much. So anyway, <laughs> my second one, which again, this is, this is kind of a no-brainer for me, is No Doubt Don't Speak. Oh, yeah. I love No Doubt in general. This was the first song that I discovered. And here's kind of a fun story, too, is that freshman year radio station at CSU. So it was KCSU was the radio mm-hmm. station. I found this song. It was just like sitting in the, you know, they weren't even popular yet. No doubt was kind of like a couple people had heard of them. And I was like, what's this band? It looks cool. And I pulled it out. It's the tragic kingdom, you know, album. Yeah. I'm sifting through the music as I'm on the air and stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, don't speak. This is beautiful. I'm going to play this. I played it and everyone's like, what was that? That was awesome. And like less than a year later, that song went platinum or something like that. It wasn't long after they came out with that album, they exploded. Yeah. I like Gwen Stefani's voice because it's so unique. She has that really tight, fast vibrato. A yeah. friend of ours, we had a band, a church band actually, which was, was we had some really talented musicians in our, our bands at church, uh, our, our personal band. And we had a lot of fun and all that. But one of the girls that came and sang with us was, was trained operatically and everything else. I was talking about Gwen Stefani or something. And she said, oh yeah, I know Gwen. We, we studied together at the conservatory. <laughs> same, same class, same age. I'm like, no way. I'm going to throw Yanni in the mix, which uh, was not in my top five, but I have to because I admire Yanni. He's from Greece. I don't care what people say about his music. This guy (laughs) was never trained to play music at all. He taught himself how to play music. In fact, he at the time did not have access to sheet music. And so he created his own system of music using hieroglyphics, which was amazing. That's so weird. He's self-taught. He, he tried to make his own way and I've, I've seen him in concert a few times and I've told you that it's, it's still to this day probably the best concert I've ever seen just due to the sheer talent of the musicians and the concert that they put on. 
Whether you like the music or not, the musicianship is unmatched. Yeah. So I have to pick with an attraction. That is the one that it's, it's on the live at the Acropolis album. It's dueling violins. And one of the violinists that did this was actually considered to be in the top, like 20 musicians in the world at the time. She was so good. Her name was Karen Briggs. So good at the violin. She made that thing sing. She did some incredible stuff, but it literally is a dueling violin solo towards the end of the song, but it's just so beautiful. I mean, the entire album is amazing, and I learned how to play Yanni music like crazy because I just loved, loved it, and I would try to do everything I could learning by ear, too, to kind of practice, but so, yeah, Yanni had to be in there, and I appreciate you uh, reminding me because I completely forgot about that. (laughs) The others I'm going to pick really quickly are uh, Burlap to Cashmere is the name of a band that came out in 99. Dude. (laughs) Dude. This is a kind of a rock alternative band, but they brought flamenco to the mix. Huh. Never heard anything like that before. Not quite like that anyway. Oh my gosh. That is, it is one of the most ridiculously talented musicians and albums I've ever heard. Incredible flamenco going on in the middle of the songs all the way through. Super energetic. So much fun. I still love listening to it. So I had to throw that in there, but the song basic instructions is so fun. Enigma is a uh, sadness part one, which yeah. I don't know what the, is it like sadness or something? And, Sad. Uh, Dis-moi. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it in French, but <laughs> That's my first introduction to Enigma. And then, of course, I, I that's everyone's to introduction to Enigma, by oh, the way. Yeah. And they're such a good band. I mean, some of the new stuff they come out with is just as awesome. So beautiful. Here's my bonus because I threw in Yanni. This will be number six. But my bonus is Apollo 440. You, ever, you remember them? No, I've never heard of Apollo 440. So I don't actually know a lot of their music, but this is actually a departure from their their normal style, which I thought was amazing. This song is called Stealth Mass in F sharp minor. Huh? Stealth Mass. Yeah, isn't that awesome? I mean, just the name. <laughs> I just like, like the name Stealth. I don't stealth know. Mass I, stealth. and F Sharp Minor. I mean, that's so cool. It was introduced to me by a friend that periodically co-hosted our, our radio station on uh, KCSU that I mentioned. He was just like, you got to check this out. I'm listening to this. And I was, I mean, I was mesmerized. Huh, I can't wait what to hear it. is this? Anyway, great song. So those, it was my top five until I threw Yanni in and now it's top six. But I'll allow it. Yeah, thank you. And honorable mentions are just ridiculously long. Same kind of thing. They're going to be in the mix. Since you mentioned Enya and Sneaker Pimps, I didn't have to, which was great because I loved all of those. As I mentioned, a couple of quick honorable mentions I'm going to I'm going to mention because these were really like, uh, I don't know how to kind of they should be in the top five, but I don't have room kind of thing. I feel you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one, just because it was our first dance song, Sarah and me at our wedding was Firehouse Love of a Lifetime, which, okay. what a great song. Just a beautiful, beautiful love song. You remember Desiree? Yes. She did that. You got to be bad. You got to be good. Or yeah. Whatever, right? that, yeah. I didn't really like that song. That I mean, it's okay, but she did this song called I'm Kissing You, which was the love song from Romeo and Juliet, which was the 90s version yes, with Leonardo with Leo DiCaprio and Claire, Danes. and Claire Danes. Yeah. Oh, dude. You remember that song? I remember that song. I remember that album or that, that soundtrack uh, because oh. it had it had one of my favorite garbage songs on it, uh, Number oh, One yeah. Crush. Well, and it had one of my favorite Radiohead songs, which was Talk Show Host. There you go, dude. Dude. That's a good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's, it's beautiful. That song, though, that I'm kissing you, I was like, well, I had to learn it, of course, and I did on the piano. But it's piano. It's her. I mean, it's it showcases her her talent. And then there's like this cool little string bridge. They oh wow, what a song, dude! Of course, I had to mention the cores because the '90s was the cores decade, dude. Again, it's the like late, the, pop the, alternative half, yeah. Irish music. I mean, how could you not <laughs> toss the feathers? I mean, there's so many good songs in there. 
you know, Nirvana, of course, smells like teen spirit. Whether you like the song or not, it was the song that's a good song kind of created the grunge band movement. Yeah, it was. It certainly introduced it to the masses for sure. It really was. Guns and Roses. November Rain is still to this day. One of my favorite Guns and Roses songs, dude. If, if I could only stand. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, his voice. Rain. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't like his voice really either. But dude, that song. Oh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Nice. Some of you don't know Good who that vibration. is. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> One hit wonder. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Marky Mark is Mark Wahlberg, the actor, right? Who's been in tons of movies. Yep. There are so many more I could mention, but I'm just going to throw them all out as, hey, cool songs. So many good ones. I mean, Sarah McLachlan, Metallica, Enter oh, Sandman. Dude. I mean, come on, Mazzy. See, that's, that's not even on my list, and it should oh, be. But go man, ahead. I know. Uh, uh, DC Talk, man, was a great one. Backstreet. I, I liked Backstreet. I'm sorry. Crackstreet Boys loved them. <laughs> Uh, Britney Spears back when she was cool. Hit me baby one more time. Don't the new kids on the block want some of that, Brian? I mean, weren't you oh, kind of... I wasn't a new kids on the block fan. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What I was was a fan of this, though. Big time. Uh... Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, he broke the window. Uh, dang it. Hadaway, what is love? Dude, that was 90s. That wasn't just pure. Dude, yeah, it makes me want to bump my head to the side over and over <laughs> and over at the Roxbury. <laughs> scorpions was big in the 90s mazzy star fade into you that's where she came in yeah yeah mc hammer coolio smashing pumpkins wow cranberries oh my gosh savage garden i mean i could go on for there's stone temple pilots alice chains oh yeah pearl jam pearl jam dude oh it was a big decade for music yeah it really was and and if you like it in my opinion it might have been the last decade for big music i mean once once the turn of the century happened you still had good music left and right. I mean, it's not that the music started sucking or anything. It's just the mega bands were kind of fading out by then. And you just yeah, had a bunch true. of different smaller, like small groups or one yeah. you know, individual artists that started to become prevalent at that time. So, yeah, but there's a lot of, I think, better music that isn't getting featured that I think has better talent, you know, but back then it was like you, you had the blockbuster bands and musicians and, that's I mean that's who that's who you know that's yeah. who made it and yeah. they were good too I mean that's although I would argue that in the beginning the Beatles were not excellent they were singing off key maybe that was intelligent <laughs> intentional I don't know but the reality was was that they were popular and you couldn't get the song out of their head and so that made them great it depends on what you think like could Bob Dylan sing no but <laughs> could, let my wife hear you say that could but. he songwrite though he was one of the most genius songwriters ever no arguing there you yeah, can't but I couldn't so. stand his voice but yeah, whatever. like Neil Young you know I've been searching for a heart of later all. decades later I decades love, yeah we'll get into that I love that dude it's time for an origin it is time for an origin yeah, and guess what this this is the second week in a row that I'm doing an origin that someone else recommended to me uh, and it was one that I should have done early on. I mean, come on. when you when you hear it, it's going to be like, really? It took you this many episodes to do this origin. Shout out to the Wraith again and also to Chris, both of them <laughs> yeah. separately. Yeah. Unbeknownst to each other, suggested this within the same week. This week's origin, drum roll. And and actually what you're doing now pertains to this origin. Knock on wood. Oh, Yes. Knock on wood. Knock we on all wood. say it. We take it for granted, right? Knock on wood. Now, yeah. Knock on wood. I hope, hope this goes well. Knock on wood. Or, you know, what, what does it mean, Brian? It means, I don't know. Like, yeah, give like, me good luck that it's going to go well. I, yes. I don't exactly. really know how you just kind of say like, well, knock on wood. This goes okay. Exactly. It's almost like a little bit of a, a superstitious 
It's fully superstitious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it has superstition or superstitious origins. So here we go. In many cultures, it is a common superstition for people to knock their knuckles on a piece of wood to bring themselves good fortune uh, or to ward off bad luck. Yet while the phrase knock on wood or touch wood in Britain, I didn't know that, touch wood, has been part of the vernacular since at least the 19th century, there seems to be a little, there seems to be little agreement on how it originated. One common explanation traces the phenomenon back to, uh, by the way, this is all from history.com, back to uh, ancient pagan cultures such as the Celts, who believed that spirits and gods resided in trees, like druids, you know? Yeah. Knocking on tree trunks may have served to arouse the spirits and call on their protection, Hmm. but it could have also been a way of showing gratitude for a stroke of good luck. Yet another theory is that people knocked on wood to chase away evil spirits or prevent them from listening in when they boasted about their luck. Oh, so it's yeah. like that's right on the wood thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thereby preventing a reversal of fortune. Yeah. Christians, meanwhile, have often linked the practice up to the wood of the cross from Christ's crucifixion. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I'd never heard that. Um, huh. Other researchers consider knocking on wood to be a little more recent phenomenon. In his book, The Lore of the Playground, British folklorist Steve Rude, Steve Rude, Rude traces Steve Rude, pra- Steve Rude, uh, tra- <laughs> traces the practice to a 19th century children's game called Tiggy Touchwood. Mm. Tiggy, t- it sounds a little naughty. <laughs> it does. Yeah, uh, but again, we're talking ni- we're talking the 1800s here. Tiggy, Tiggy Touchwood. touchwood. It was a type of tag in which players were immune from being caught whenever they touched a piece of wood, uh, okay. such as a door or a tree. Interesting. Like the floor is lava, touch the wood in quotes. Given the game was concerned with protection and was well known to adults as well as children, it is almost certainly the origin of our modern superstitious practice of saying touch wood. So in England, that may be the more direct origin of touch wood instead of knock on wood. That's what he argues, at least. He goes on to say the claim that the latter goes back to when we believed in the spirits is complete and tree spirits is complete nonsense. Interesting. So in Britain, at least it sounds reasonable. Now, while the origins of knock on wood may never be known for certain, the superstition remains popular around the globe and has even given rise to several local variations. The Turkish people often pull on one earlobe and knock on wood twice to ward off a jinx. Who knew that? Unless you're from Turkey. Didn't know that either. Italians, meanwhile, say the phrase touch iron when trying to avoid tempting. Interesting. Yeah. Again, I learned a lot. What little research I did on this history.com. Oftentimes I'll have to go through multiple sources to find the most relatable and, you know, articulated origin for something. But in this case, history.com just had it all laid out. And so that's where I got it from. So I love it. Thank you, uh, Mark and Chris. Yeah, really appreciate it. We have a, a few things on our honk list, just a few. I just wanted to mention very quickly, I started watching Star Wars The Bad Batch, and yep. oh man, that first episode was epic. That was awesome. It was a really, really nice wrap-up to the Clone Wars. That's It takes place as the Clone Wars are ending, the Empire is taking over. You know how we have always said, for those of us that are Star Wars fans, why do stormtroopers suck at hitting the target? <laughs> They're the worst shot, right? They're like Cobra, totally, yeah. yeah. They actually are sort of addressing that. Really? And I thought, oh my gosh, this actually makes perfect sense. It's beautiful. There's so many questions people have asked, and this is doing a phenomenal job of doing this kind of transition. Grand Moff Tarkin, who I think at the time is, is just an admiral right now. He's in the show. The guy voicing him is doing a really, really, really good job. It's it's fantastic. I mean, it's just really, really well done. So nice job, Dave Filoni. Once again, you're the man. I want to share that. Thanks, Dave. We're doing a, a Arrested Development rewatch. I mentioned this before, and I just continue to laugh and marvel at how ridiculously amazing the show is, and the, the one-liners in that show are, are hilarious. I mentioned Ted Lasso. 
it's been a while ago now. I watched it, said it was super positive. The only thing I was a little disappointed with was the little raunchy at times, kind of British raunchy humor kind of stuff, which some people don't care, but some people really are sensitive to that. And so it would prevent well, and them some from people drink it up like water. I know, but, but know. for those who are sensitive to it, you're missing out on a great show. And that's what sucks is because I understand why you don't want to watch it. But at the same time, I wish it wasn't there for the sake of the show is amazing. Yeah. Season two is coming out July 23rd. Super excited for that. Any of, you, any of you watched Castlevania on Netflix? It's a, it's a the animated or the animated, animated, yeah, right based yeah. on the old Nintendo games. I finally started watching it. It's surprisingly <laughs> good. It is a very, very adult cartoon. Interesting. Do not watch it with kids. You'll regret it. It's got a lot of <laughs> gore, a lot of language, okay. uh, apparently some sexual content, which I haven't gotten to yet. I'm in season two right now. It's like four seasons, but a uh, great character development. That's what surprised me most about the, about the show is the character development. So awesome. Yeah. I will report back on this more next week, but I started watching the new Cruella movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Which just came out and I'm blown away. Really? I, I mean, I'm not all the way through it. I'm only a little ways into it, but I did not expect it to be that good or this exciting. And it's, it's hooked me and the acting is phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Sweet. That's good. To I mean, hear. I'm blown away. I'm That's just like going, hear. holy cow, this is good. So far, the story's great. I'm enjoying the, the movie so far, but I'm, I'm, I'm not all the way through it. So I'll let you know at the end what I think, but so far so good. Sweet. Yeah, I just wanted to mention these. Uh, you know what? Let, let's let's do this next week. Actually, we've we've got some games. I'm going to tease these. We started playing a game called Don't Starve Together, which I know has been out for a little while. Right. But we got to talk about this next week because it's interesting. It's really interesting. And then Ghost Recon. I've been a huge fan of the Ghost Recon games. Man, long time, long time now. Played the originals. Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out. I don't know a couple years ago, but it was a nine dollar game on sale for a couple days grabbed it of course i'll talk about that next week too because it's very interesting sweet some cool stories but we got to wrap man we got to go eat dude i'm i'm hungry i'm ready for some food the himalayas some, uh, are, are know, calling our name yeah right now. the yeah. himalayas are, are sitting there saying <laughs> you want this don't you take it from me strike me down with all of your deep thoughts with captain influence i would think that being a pirate's kid would suck The pressure to memorize all those shanties would drive me insane. You know what the music means. Oh, baby, do I. That was fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. We had a good time today. And we're going to come back with the 80s next week with music. Lots more to talk about. So much to watch. So excited because we will be on video next week for those of you, you know, privileged and lucky enough to to maybe not see us. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.